Welcome to the Best Friends Fancast and Allison Rosen Fan Podcast. I am your host, Lisa Lowry. And I am your host, Rafael Marquez Castaneda. It's so good to talk to you, Rafi. I know we've been shooting the shit for about an hour, but I'm really excited that you're going to be at my house in a matter of weeks. I am also excited. A lot of people are coming in from very far away. Um, it's yeah, it's going to be an exciting weekend, packed full of fun activities. And anyone who is in the California area should think about joining us. I agree. March twenty fourth. If you're going to be in the Southern California area or any, hey, just come to my house, okay? Then hit us up because you need to come join us. We're going to have an Allison Rosen themed weekend sleepover, everything. I've got a movie picked out. We may have a show. We've got snacks. We've got homebrew sent in and brought. It's going to happen. It's going to be fun. Are there going to be any kind of uh, like sleepaway camp uh, antics going on? You know, like putting people's hands in warm water, like shaving cream stuff, panty raids. There's definitely going to be shaving cream stuff and... Panty raids are a must. I'll probably put some itching powder in your sleeping bag. and <laughs> Don't worry, I'll steal your panties, Ruffy, if that's what you're worried about. Joke's on you. I don't wear any. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was about to talk about Kramer and his gabardines, but I won't. Uh, tonight, we will talk about the Monday episode with John Roderick and Benjamin Harrison. And the Thursday episode with Al- oh. and the Thursday episode, Allison's Wicker Basket, Allie's No Poo, the Semiotics of Emma Gonzalez. But first, let's do some shout outs. Do you have any shout outs, Rafi? I do, but I would like to hear yours first. Ooh, thank you. <laughs> I don't know what I was gonna say. I was gonna say how feminist of you. <laughs> uh let me just say I've had a little bit of wine tonight. So my apologies beforehand. Uh, my shout outs are first and foremost to Brittany. Brittany Bell Johnson, I fucking love you. And I'm going to thank you at the beginning of every show because I think that's where you belong. My second shout out is to Tim Ortez, who has recently joined the Best Friends Fancast group on Facebook. And he is an Allison fan and... He seems awesome. So uh, hopefully what would be really cool is for him to be on this show. Uh, And I know probably his first time listening to the show, it's a real eye opener of what we talk about and what goes on here, but hopefully he'll want to be a part of it. Shout out to you, Tim. The other shout out is to Paul. I I can't imagine. I'm no, sorry. My other shout out is to Paul. Thank you so much for sending in beer, his homebrew for our hundredth episode that is coming up in a few weeks i can't wait to taste it i literally had to hide it somewhere because i'm like i don't want anybody to touch this and i don't want me to accidentally (laughs) drink it accidentally in quotes before everybody gets here so thank you paul that was above and beyond super awesome uh rafi shout outs well i mean i'm gonna have to jump on the bandwagon and say shout out to paul because he has sent me beer in the mail before and it's it's a welcome surprise and it's not like something that's you know easy to send or actually i don't even think it might it might not even be legal to send in the mail but it's not the fact that he's you know 
a guy who brews something himself and then is kind enough to give it away to strangers. Uh, that's awesome of him. Also, shout out to Stacy, whose birthday it is today. And also shout out to Ray, because according to Facebook, his birthday's tomorrow. Um, so if I don't write anything on Facebook, I can still say that I said happy birthday to them. Um, also, shout out to Brittany. Hopefully, my uh, when I was talking about last week how you and Brittany and your friends <laughs> uh, look like a, like a biker gang or something, I hope that... <laughs> came off as a compliment because you guys actually are very cool and you look cool and what i was saying is that i don't look like i belong with you people <laughs> because i feel I'm... like i i don't feel like i do so that's what i'm like how did i trick these people into wanting to be friends with me <laughs> yeah i just i just like look at you guys and then i look <laughs> at me and i'm like one of these things is not like the other but uh yeah, shout out to all these people. Everyone is great. Lisa, your friends are great. All the Allison fans are great. And, uh, yeah, that's all. You, you know what? One more shout out to all the new members. Of, you know what? The, all the members that have been a part of the Facebook group for this long and all the new members. Because I think it's really cool that it's literally jumped from... It was standing at... I mean, it was stuck at 69 for a good long time. Which... If anyone knows about 69, it's not fun to be there for a very long time. Sorry. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm going to be editing tonight, so that's probably a good thing. Uh, but now it's up over 80 people, and I think that's kind of amazing. So shout out to all of you. I don't know what you've got yourself into or if you know what you've gotten yourself into or if you even will listen or if you think it's just an Allison page, and that's fine. It's good for that, too. So welcome. Once again, I've had wine. Uh, shall we talk about Monday? Sure. Cool. All right. So John Roderick and Benjamin Harrison, they co-host the Friendly Fire podcast, which is something. It's such a great idea. It's something. I love old movies. I Well, I love any movies. Sorry. And war movies are not my favorite thing so this is not a podcast for me but i truly like these people like i wish that i was more into war movies but i liked their personalities and i thought they were very fun people there are certain movies that i like war movie wise like uh saving private ryan i did like that i did like what was the other one they were talking about the russell crowe one uh braveheart the, no <laughs> That's that racist one. Oh, wait. You said Russell Crowe? Yeah. Uh, 300. No. Huh? Um, wait, who's <laughs> Russell Crowe again? Fuck. <laughs> the ship one. A Master husband, and Commander. Thank you. I'm like, my husband's obsessed with Master and Commander, and I bought him, like, the hardcover books that are, like, supposedly so amazing. Anyway. I like that movie a lot. But I not a big war movie person how about you i almost called you larry <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay okay i i uh, am gonna edit that out oh uh, what do you what about you rafi wait wait what about you rafi i have not seen that many war movies but i would say i'm a fan i have seen uh saving private ryan <laughs> Oh, you were about to save Saving Privates, that porn you watch. Shaving Ryan's Privates is what I always jokingly say. So, (laughs) 
but uh, no, I've seen I've seen that. Um, I did see the Hurt Locker, which was a good movie. Um, I I think Hurt there's Knockers. Like, um, am I right? Sorry, I, did, I didn't hear the joke. So I I'll, said I don't know. Hurt Knockers. <laughs> totally worth it. Um, I feel like there's a fascination with most men and war or war movies or just depictions of violence um an audiobook i recently listened to uh was about this uh army uh sniper guy named uh, reaper 33 that was his nickname and um i was as i was listening to it and that's not the first like uh war memoir type book that i uh have listened to but i was thinking because I had like just finished that book and then this episode came out and I was just thinking like, what is it with men and their fascination with, uh, going to war? And, you know, I don't know what that's about, but I am interested and I feel like I should maybe watch some more war movies, but then like with, uh, like Master and Commander, like I've never seen it and I have no interest cause I don't care about ships or whatever. <laughs> but uh if anyone has any like good modern ish war movie recommendations um I'm all ears. I know I should watch uh, Black Hawk Down but for some reason I can't bring myself to watch it. Black, Maybe I'm not that interested. Black Hawk Down, am I right? Okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> I would like some recommendations, but I but the, on the opposite side, I do like war documentaries. That intrigues me. So when it's true life things that 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 intrigues me. I I'll, I'll watch that, but but when a movie comes out, eh, I mean, there are a lot of movies when it's Friday night and it's date night and my husband and I have to pick a movie, I always lean towards a movie that he would be more interested in and and it's usually something more violent than I would be watching, but I always end up enjoying it. So, okay. What about you? Do you like documentaries at all or no? I love documentaries. And again, I don't feel like I've seen enough just because there are so many options. And I think this is the way I am with all movies. There are so many options and I don't want to waste my time on like a middle of the road kind of movie. Like I want to either be you know, blown away and just like amazed at how amazing it was. Amazed at how amazing it was. Damn it. I'm rubbing off on you. What am I fucking Paul McCartney over here? Uh, <laughs> but anyway, no, um, I forgot what I was saying. God damn it. Uh, amazed by being amazed by these movies. Um, yeah. If, if I'm not like blown away, like it's like, why bother watching this? So that's why I think I stay away from a lot of, like movies that you know aren't highly highly recommended so if you're not gonna like recommend the best of the best to me don't don't bother right it's like i'm going to san francisco what should i see don't tell me alcatraz tell me something i really want to see that's good yeah okay uh the other flip side of this coin is i don't really know if it's a flip side of any coins but i'm buzzed so that's what i'm gonna say uh the expectation of of coming home from war pre Vietnam was was so different 
even okay so pre-vietnam it was different then vietnam is different and then now it's completely different so before there was no it was your man you're going to war and that's it you come back and you get back to work and you get back to your life when after vietnam happened people came back and they were spit on and they were treated like shit now they come back and it's like all of their needs are taking art at least tried to taken care of. I'm sure there's going to be things that I have no, no idea about, but it is just so crazy how things have changed. And I have had friends and you were talking about a sniper. I had a friend that was a sniper in Afghanistan and I know he came back with a lot of, a lot of issues. And there's, I don't really know, like there's not a lot of help for it. There's a lot of, Hey, you have PTSD. Okay, great. But I don't know what people do to help themselves. I don't know how they're helped. I don't know what the... There's an expectation of, thank you for going to war for me now. Like, that's what people say to him now. And it's such a strange thing compared to being spit on. But now you need help because you can't function in a lot of things in life. Yeah, I mean, war is terrible. I think that's an understatement. <laughs> but sorry. I thought you were going to say war. What is it good for? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sorry. you know one wonders if war and peace would be <laughs> um no um yeah <laughs> no you know listening to that audiobook was just like like we all we all have like this assumption that like, you know, everyone who's signing up to be in the military and is shipped off overseas is, like, over there fighting for their country and mm-hmm. for everything we stand for and for all the liberties that we have. But then, like, hearing this hearing this guy's stories, it's, like, not to get political, but it's, like, are, is what he was doing over there, is that, like, really helping us? Right. I'm not so sure. And whenever they, they are say for sure, you're fighting for our freedom, I'm like, well, we already have freedom. And it's right. not at risk. So I don't understand why they're saying that except for to facilitate war happening. Exactly. And also, I have another friend on another side is and her husband and in a conversation with my with my husband, he, you know, he said, "Oh, people always come up to me and say, thank you for doing what you do. You, you know, you're, you're a hero. You're fine for us. And, and he told my husband, I just joined, I joined the military because I wanted to kill people. That is literally what he said. So there are flip sides to everything. And, but I am 100% behind veterans. I'm an Elks member. Like that is a huge part of it, but it is such a tough, I think. And I think they even talked about this. I feel like it was maybe in the 90s and maybe on where people said, I don't support the war, but I support the troops. And that is such a hard thing to understand. I understand it where when I maybe have said it or felt that way, but it is such a hard thing to say because you're doing a job that we don't really support, but you are doing your job. So we're supporting you. Does that make sense? Are we getting too political? maybe and i'm sure people will let us know if we are um if anyone's curious the book i uh listened to is called the reaper by nicholas irving that's uh the guy who got the nickname reaper 33 or the reaper i should say uh 33 was his uh number of kills of that deployment but uh in that book he actually mentions that 
when uh some like commander or something asked him why are you here and you know the first answer he gave was like oh to serve my country and then they're like no why are you really here and he says to fuck shit up like like you know these guys uh he was an army ranger so like these like super elite guys that do this crazy fucking job like they're not normal people like right like we think like they're not you know they're not the same as us they will put their life on the line because they're i don't know if it's like adrenaline junkies or whatever but it it is really fascinating and it goes back to why um we want to see movies about this and read about it that is really interesting i'd actually be interested in listening to that and you think about he chose to go into the military so now you're talking about First World War, Second World War, people are being drafted. That's a very different situation. It's not in your blood. You're not wanting to do this. You don't have some specific reason. It's just you're forced to, basically. And you come home a different person. And you're expected to be a certain person when you come home. And the whole world, literally this country changed so much, especially from World War II. I, I guess every war, but World War II changed everything in this country and any kind of movie about world war ii i will watch but especially documentaries like the world war ii in color uh i don't know if ken burns has a documentary on him on on world war ii but just any documentary on that i'm very fascinated by because it literally changed how our country lives i feel like i didn't learn enough history in school for the short amount of time (laughs) i was there but so i i found that now i go back and learn about uh certain things that like i didn't get a chance to learn about and i i should know more about that time period because it is such an important part of what led to our country being how it is now right a shithole Oh, uh, <laughs> sorry. What's funny about this Monday episode is when they were talking, I really thought, wow, I have really nothing to talk about because th- it wasn't they weren't interesting. It was just I, there was there weren't any topics that I thought were thought provoking. But look, we've talked for 20 minutes about that. So that was good. But I thought, ah, we're not going to have nothing. We're not going to have anything to talk about. Uh, and then they talked about. And then they talked about collecting old things and selling on eBay. And then my ears perked right up. (laughs) The hard-hitting stuff. Uh, They were, I just, I don't know. I thought they were very good guests. I thought they were very personable and fun. And, but when they started talking about at the end, I was just like, yes, this is my show. Collecting old things and selling on ebay and even colonel jeff was like oh it takes you know it's really i forgot what he said he was like oh it takes a lot of time or it's really tough or whatever and i was literally posting stuff on ebay while i was listening to this episode and i was like yes people feel this pain and one day we need to act out my argument with my ebay buyer that i sent to you because it was too good yeah i don't remember this part exactly but i'll take your word for it <laughs> that it happened um it's like the highlight i'm like yeah <laughs> it was probably like a minute a blip. of the yeah. whole episode and it was. that's the only thing you're focused in on well because i was like okay i'm not gonna be taking very many notes but that's fine they're great people and i'll talk about ptsd and and how i don't like war movies this will be fun 
Oh, also, also, I'm not a huge fan of Star Trek, and I apologize. It's not because I think it's bad. It's because I haven't really seen much of it. I've seen some 60s Star Trek, and that's about it. So I don't know much about the world. So when they talk about Star Trek, I kind of zone out. But I didn't like how the one that's not a fan called it Star Trek, and I don't understand that. And it really bothered me. So that was, that was my comment on that. I thought he, of course, was referencing Pharrell's uh, record label with his producing partner, Chad. Oh, clearly another thing that I know a lot about. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, shall we talk about Thursday? Sure. Okay. Oof. I don't feel like I breathed the whole time that we talked about war there. Those. I have some deep feelings about it, but I, you know, I don't ever talk about it. And a tiny bit of it came out. Why am I even talking right now? All right. Let's talk about Thursday. We were her little peach pie pop sent in by Craig Olson on Patreon. And I don't know if he sent this in on purpose because of the alliteration. And I'm sure he did. And I don't know why I didn't think of this because I should have. Because I put, I sent in scotch kisses again. And I'm like, please just send, just say scotch damn kisses. And then she brought them up later on in the episode. I'm like, damn it. I was thinking that, um, yeah, your your uh, suggestion of scotch kisses again. I feel like now this was like an act of hostility on her part. <laughs> she was like, I'm not picking it. Get get with it, uh, Lisa. But yeah. also, what the fuck is a peach pie pop? I just Googled it, and it's Ooh. not what I thought. What is it? I it's thought it like was a, like a piece of pie on a stick. That's what it is. I've oh. never heard of this. It's like <laughs> well, a I just fucking... figured it was a carnival item or something. I, this is <laughs> news to me. I was thinking of like cheesecake on a stick. That's what I was thinking. I was picturing a piece of pie on a pop. I didn't think of the one the the lollipops that she was talking about. I really so didn't that. yeah. So see, she didn't know what it was, but she still picked it because of alliteration. Yep. So that's it, you guys. Just All make right. some shit up and make it alliterative, and she might pick it. I'm gonna come up with something tonight, so I have it ready next week because. Every time it's Monday, I'm like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Scotch kisses. Marble rye. I don't know. Well, I'm uh, recording this from what would technically be my dining room studio. So I can see right here that we have some tangy buffalo wing Pringles. That's not going to work. Um, That's different. A winter Olympic edition box of Ritz crackers. That's not going to work. Oh. Uh, Pepperidge Farm Cracker Trio. All we have is uh, crackers oh, and good. chips here, by the way. <laughs> so. a, pep a Pepperidge Farm Trio. I think she would go for that. Even though it's not alliterative. I think alliterative. <laughs> Can I slur some more? Um, I have some blueberry ale that I'm drinking. Hold on. I have some candies that I scarfed down that I got from Toby. Shout out to you, Toby. The Smarties. That's not alliterative. Coffee Crisp. Ooh, that's good. That's got two of them. Hmm. Uh, Ooh, you could you could make it Canadian Candy Crisp. Ooh, Canadian Coffee Crisp. Coffee Crisp. I'm ripping that off from you. Ooh, Cad Canadian Coffee Crisp Candies. Ooh, that's good. Cadbury Caramilk. That's good. Mm-hmm. And, and fitting for the upcoming season. Is it? 
like Cadbury, oh, Cadbury. eggs or whatever. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> and Nestle Arrow. First of all, I, the only other thing I have in the in the shed is two more snacks from Toby, and I still haven't eaten them yet. And I thought I would save them for the group recording. Ruffles, all dressed chips. <laughs> Sorry, there was another word underneath it, but it was in French. I'm like, oh, that's the same thing. <laughs> and Lay's ketchup potato chips. So maybe we'll have to use one of those or something. Yeah, there, nothing is. I will come up with something. Something caramel because she's likes greasy caramel. So I'll come up with something caramel. Hmm. All right, we've talked too much about this, <laughs> but <laughs> but Patreon is super fun. Last Sunday was the live stream, and it was with a surprise guest, and it was Greg Heller, and that was super super cool. It was funny to see him in his I want to see him at home but this was in his work element and it was really funny just to just to see him in his office and I really still can't believe that anybody hires him because it just seems like he would get nothing done but he's super smart and apparently can do work and stuff but I mean he his windows literally had drawings all over them and his walls and just I don't know. I If that's the kind of office that exists, I wouldn't mind working in one. Seeing Greg at work was interesting, and it reminded me of how when I think of my friends, I can only think of them as my friend. I've never seen them at work. So it's strange to see someone or to think of someone being capable of doing something other than <laughs> what you know them for. Yes. And I think that's probably just me being... Uh, a dick. <laughs> I don't think so. I feel like, let us know everybody that's listening, but I feel like when I picture Greg, I picture him surfing or cooking or taking pictures of his cats. Like, I don't picture him at a meeting with other adults <laughs> and doing work. It just doesn't add up to me, but somehow he's done a very good job of it. I've never actually seen any of his TV shows, but oh, I'm going to assume that they are good and he's good at his job. So you assume that that's actually his office and it's not just some padded cell that they have locked him in? Well, I, f I feel like uh, the decorations we saw would indicate that that for sure is his office. <laughs> yes. The so, person that comes in to clean at night, they're like, who is this child? <laughs> yeah. I I wonder if like one day he came in and like the walls and, and uh, his windows were just wiped clean of all his crazy art <laughs> and he was just pissed. Yeah. Does he ever send a memo to the cleaning person? Just don't clean the windows because I've got artwork on there. I don't know. I, it, dis it didn't disappoint. It was really fun. It was nice to have kind of the best of both worlds because a lot of times when she has guests on the Patreon live stream, there's not a lot of interaction with us with asking her questions and stuff like that, which is what we kind of got used to, I think. And But it's still fun to see whoever her guest is and just hear them talk. And so it's a different experience, but it was kind of cool this time because part of the time it was with him and then the other part, it was a lot of just like bullshitting with Allison and talking about epidurals and tearing vaginas so i mean it was really fun i would agree if you're not a patreon person uh this is just one 
of the great episodes or live uh, Facebook thingies that we've done. So <laughs> you should uh, join and be, be part of the fun. It is a lot of fun. So Allison was talking about the, and this is something I've talked about with my kids. And luckily, they don't fall for a lot of the newfangled things, but with music, they're like, oh, you're going to listen to that old crappy music? I'm like, okay. One day you're going to come back to this old crappy music, but they are on board with this whole worn, stained, hold clothing fad. They're like, what is the point of this? Like, my kids are already old people when they come to this. They're like, why? What's the point of this? And I don't understand it. <laughs> it I, I really, when it first was popular, maybe in the 80s with the holy jeans and in the 90s with the the worn clothing and now it's come back again. I don't understand it still. At the time, I didn't. Maybe it was because my clothes, I never really got a lot of new clothes. So when I did, I'm like, I don't want to look shitty. Uh, where do you, I, I have a feeling you stand the same way, but where do you stand on it? I've said this before, that I have many opinions on fashion. And I am not a fan of these kids wearing, like, the stuff that was being worn in the 90s. Because I'm like, I had to, like, I wanted those clothes when I was a kid, and I couldn't get them. And now you fucking little shits are wearing them. And, <laughs> and now you if know, you wear it, you're too old to wear it? Well, I wouldn't wear it now because I think it looks kind of terrible. Um, but, you know, when I was fucking nine years old, I wanted a goddamn Chicago Bulls starter jacket. But you think I was going to get one? No. So, so oh yeah i wanted I, guest jeans and instead guess what i got palmettos and they it still has a triangle on the butt don't worry about that there's a triangle on my pocket but everybody knows they're not guests they and i would hear people be like oh it's palmettos cool you know when i dress it's never nothing less than guests um <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Nas. um i'll take that shout out back <laughs> Yeah, so all my clothes that, like, even now, if it's worn, it's because I fucking earned it. Like, I wore that shit with my jeans. I didn't wash them. And <laughs> all those all those wear marks and lines, those are all me. I didn't have a man with a, a you know, a swatch of sandpaper carefully scraping away and then charging me $300 for those pants. I, I did it all myself. First of all, it was probably like a 10-year-old in some other country. <laughs> but second of all, okay, so you earned your stains is what you want us to know. Not stains. Stains is what I'm Wear saying. Marks. <laughs> Wear marks. Wear marks. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. You know what? Let's do a little shout-out to Megan because Allison was talking about her dream and I mentioned during the live stream that I had a, a dream about Megan the night before that live stream. And she said, do tell. And I never, obviously, a lot of times we get into conversations on there and I kind of feel bad because I know Allison's reading through it. She's like, really, guys? <laughs> really? This isn't your personal uh, page to talk. But I did have a dream about Megan. I went over to her house to hang out at a party and all of her friends were way too cool for me to talk to them. <laughs> and I was an asshole person because I showed up without any beer or anything. Like, I showed up to a party without anything. Who does that? I mean, what am I wearing? My Gore-Tex coat? Just showing up with nothing? Or I'll show up with Pepsi and ringdings. I don't know. Anyway, 
her friends thought a lot, not very much of me. And that was about it. And I left. That, so the Megan, the Megan, the dream was not very exciting, but I do want to share that. Because Allison was talking about her like crazy dreams. I've been having the weirdest dreams lately and I'm not pregnant and I'm not doing a bunch of drugs like Allison's doing. So I don't know what's going on, but super crazy dreams. And that doesn't sound crazy, but when I woke up, I was like, oh my God, that was so weird. <laughs> Just a weird, hazy Megan party. Anyway, any weird dreams for you, Rafi? One time, I dreamt that the hamburger was eating me. <laughs> I tried to cover my mouth from laughing so loud. Not so, not so good about that. All right, uh, that that's my go-to joke when uh, anyone talks about dreams. But Should as you be. know, Lisa, as we what learned about the on this episode, teeth? what about the wooden teeth? <laughs> Every every character in the dream is actually you. So what does that say about oh. that dream now? So Megan was hanging out and like her friends were all chatting her up. She wasn't ignoring me, but she wasn't acknowledging me. She wasn't being rude. Um, I did not bring anything to the party, but she told me there was beer in the fridge. I went into the fridge and there were some craft beers that were in cans. I think this is because I've been listening to Space Cave and he was talking a lot about this canned beer and I kept listening to this episode. Also, I listened to it at night, so that could be it. Anyway, and it was not chilled yet. So it was in the fridge, but not chilled yet. So am I an unchilled beer? Is that what it is? <laughs> you got no chill. That's for sure. <laughs> I look cool, but I'm actually not. <laughs> uh, I don't really know. All right. I didn't feel like I was good enough to stay there. That's what, how I felt, and I left. You were right to leave. Yeah, probably. Anyways, <laughs> Megan, I still love you. All right. So, Allie's no-poo shampoo. I'm sure Brittany's heard of this. I have never heard of cleansing conditioner. Number one, I've always think I've always thinked... <laughs> I'm so glad I'm editing. Number one, I've always thought that two-in-one shampoo, conditioner is a farce. Because if you have to add them together, then they're not. They're they're lesser of both. Because conditioner, you have to leave in a little bit. For me. But I have long hair. If I just use shampoo, I would be my hair would be a nasty mess. I need conditioner. And a cleansing conditioner, I'm confused by this notion. And Allie seems... To think that her hair wasn't reacting well to it. So maybe it's not for her either. But that sounds, it sounds like a, a farce to make money. I'm not sure. Have you heard of this? I haven't heard of no poo, but I might walk into no boo with no shoes. <laughs> Shout out to Kanye. <laughs> um, um, I forget what I was going to say. Oh, yeah. So I also I use... Enough. I also use uh, two-in-one, but that's because I'm lazy and a guy, and I yeah. don't want to pay, like, $25 for, you know, like, a five-ounce bottle of some shit. So, I just buy whatever's cheap and smells nice, and sure, there's a shit ton of chemicals in it, but what the fuck do I care, because we're all gonna die of cancer eventually, preferably, uh, you know, in the next ten years. Oh. Um, but, <laughs> I'm oh. speaking for myself. Oh. Um, also, if that doesn't work for me, 
or you know if this thing this conditioner doesn't work for you you could always shampoo and shampoo and condition and condition and if that doesn't work tomato sauce <laughs> well i don't have a smell i don't have bbo no <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, it's not BBO. It's from the mattress. Damn it. I don't have the mattress smell on my hair. But here, okay. See, for men, I feel like it's fine because now men feel like they're getting some conditioning. It's just a state of mind. <laughs> it's not really happening. Because if I put two and one in my hair, you would... Ugh. We really need to see my hair in its natural habitat for you to understand what's going on. I mean... I've got some serious Mexican and Irish genes that are like fighting with each other to be the worst. <laughs> so you know how um, they started talking about makeup yeah. and uh, the different, you know, uh, beauty standards for men and women. I was, I was recently listening to an old episode of called Chelsea Pretty and she was talking about how Guys always say they want a woman who doesn't wear any makeup, but, like, when you met her, she was, like, all dolled up. So then you see her without it, and you're, like... And you're, like, who's this dude? You're, like, yeah, you're not attracted to that person. You're attracted to the made-up one. So yeah. that's how you met her. So that's why you're, like, oh, makeup, whatever. But assuming that's just what she looks like. But that was, like, a bunch of work. So maybe I'm different, but I kind of do feel like I don't give a shit about makeup or... Or, like, doing your hair or whatever. Like, you, you once said that I saw you somewhere in your with your hair in its natural state. And I didn't think anything different of you. So, what I'm saying is I'm better than most men. Okay, so here's the thing. I'll put your best manship to the test. March 24th. Oh, boy. Maybe it'll be March 25th. <laughs> I'll wash off my makeup and, wa oh, God, and my hair. I seriously, I, one day I took a picture of myself. First of all, I, I just posted a picture of me on Instagram with my cat. And I, that was morning time with my hair not done and my makeup not done. But I was like, I'm heavily filtering this bad boy because holy shit. Uh, but I took, so I think my husband left his hat, his like beanie at home and it was cold. And I... Woke up and I saw it. So I put it on, took a picture of myself. I'm like, oh, you left something at home. I never sent it because I literally looked my my brother. <laughs> like, no, this is not. No, no. Mm -mm. Um, but maybe I will uh, let this happen for you so you can see the difference. Also, recently, especially at my age, I've been trying to, like Allison, I've been trying to do some more skincare. I started doing that when I was 18. I started doing anti-wrinkle cream. I did all the masks. I did all of the lotions and the everything. A lot of stuff probably cancer causing, but I feel like I still get carded sometimes and I'm 42. So I think that's good. But there are some days when I go in and they're like, clearly you need all of these bottles and I'm not carding you. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's it's like state law that they ID everyone, Lisa. Okay, there was one... Okay, this happened to me the other day, and it was the worst. There was a lady... Okay, I always know when they're going to car me. They will look at the alcohol, and then they chat me up for a second to look at my eyes, because they're like, oh, I can see it in her eyes. She's aged. And... <laughs> 
So sometimes they're like, oh, how are you doing? And I'm like, oh, you're trying to see if I'm old enough for this wine. Because they always do it right when the wine comes in. And sometimes they'll card me. Trader Joe's is very nice. They still card me. But I was at Walmart a couple of months ago. And first of all, I'm at Walmart. And the lady, or was it a guy? I don't know. Clearly, who knows? But looked at me and was like, can I, uh, uh, well, can I, no, uh, eh, no. <laughs> Literally did, like, what should be happening in your inner monologue was outside. <laughs> like, so you don't need to see my ID then because I, I literally went to Walmart. So obviously I look haggard. <laughs> but they had the whole like, oh, eh, eh, outside of their mouths, like out. My ears heard it. It all it all happened right in front of me. <laughs> you know, I, I have noticed that there are some, I think it depends on the store because I know certain stores, you walk in, whatever you grab, it doesn't matter. It could be. A forty of old English. It could oh, be a bottle of duh. wine. Oh, Friday they night. We'll right. just say they'll just say the total and just take the money and that's it. And other stores, I walk in there and I buy a bottle of hot sauce and they're like, "Uh, gotta see your ID." And it's like, what? It's just okay. a snooty fucking store is the problem. They're just so, trying to see if you're a citizen. That's <laughs> really all. <laughs> so I think you should just uh, you know frequent. Uh, shadier liquor stores all. Well, here's the thing. A lot of people get offended by it or like, oh, this is too much work. I'm like, thank you. But I don't say that because I know there was one guy that was like, okay. And he said, yeah, we have to, tr- we have to cart anyone that looks 40 and under. And I'm like, well, I'm 42, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks anyway, Dick. He had to make sure and say that. Oh, there's even one guy's like, I don't know why women get so excited about it because we have to card anyone that looks 30 and under. And this is when I was like 35. I'm like, okay, well, I wasn't excited. I just gave you my thing, but all right. Thanks for letting me know. Anyway, this pressure to doll up is something that is ingrained in me. But once actually this started when I was a nanny, I started to be, I think I got that mom mentality of like, Hey, I'm going to have like some bullshit stains on me and a lot of stuff. And I'm not going to be seeing any hot dudes. So guess what's going to happen? I'm not going to doll up so much. I started kind of learning that early on. But still, I put a lot of validity in having my hair done and having my nails done and having my makeup done. And like I shared on the live stream, which Alice which Allison mentioned about how she, like I, after 40 really am looking into new makeup ideas and new things to like maybe shadow some of the shit that's going on. And she's talking about skincare and I have started looking into more into that, which is fine. It's good to look younger. It's fine. But I, I do feel like David Huntsberger, he's talked down about, women who wear makeup kind of often where it kind of feels like he literally looks down on them. And I don't know if I'm just reading into that, but I kind of felt like he judges women that, that feel like they need to wear makeup, even though we kind of have been put into this place. But 
on the other side of it, I actually like it. Like when Allison was talking about Sketchfest, how Jeff was asking her to breakfast or to lunch, and she said she spent the whole day putting makeup on. That's not an everyday thing. When you do everyday makeup, I spend probably like 30 minutes or less, and it's in between making lunch for the kids, for their school, and packing their whatever, and getting everything ready. Like it's not like I'm sitting and having an extravagant day of beauty. It's like I put 30 minutes into it, and it's fine. But if I'm doing something special, like I'm going out to dinner for Valentine's Day, let's say, or like an anniversary or special day, if I was going to be on TV, I feel like, or doing a live podcast, I would spend the day doing everything to make myself look good. And maybe that's just ingrained into our mentality of like, we have to please men and people with our looks, but there is part of it that is fun. And Allie mentioned that a a few episodes ago when David was saying like, oh, women that feel like they have to get made up and blah, blah, blah. And she said, I kind of feel bad that men don't have that because it is kind of fun. There's one part of it where she feels like she's going to expire any second, which is totally sad. And there's the other side where it's fun to like sit and pamper yourself all day. So I don't know. It, it's I do feel like things are changing, though. Um, I just thought of something that I have been wanting to do for a while. Oh. So, oh. no, uh, I was, th- <laughs> no. So, well, actually I am, I, I've mentioned I'm growing out my hair now. It's like long. So I feel like hair always goes through like these transitional phases, like where first it looks good when you cut it, right. Then it like starts to look shitty, but then it starts to look better again. Then look shitty, and right now I'm in the <laughs> shitty phase, so I'm just waiting for it to come back around to looking okay again. But um, my favorite color is blue, and I always thought it would be cool to have blue hair, but Ooh, yes. it would be – it's something that's not socially acceptable for a man to do is to color his hair. So, like, I actually thought – I was like, if my dad were to see me with blue oh, hair – like. God. But how would he feel about your hair now? Um, you know, he has seen me with my long hair and he hasn't said anything, but the last time I was growing out my hair, I only grew it out for like six months and he said, uh, yeah, it's time for a haircut. (laughs) (laughs) And this time he hasn't said shit and he better not because now, uh, I could care less uh, about what he thinks. So whatever. Um, but uh oh, it's makeover time. I think is what you're telling me. We're doing blue hair, March twenty fourth. Is that what we're doing? Um, I would do it temporarily, but oh. uh, unfortunately, so yes, <laughs> uh, it's not something I could do every day forever. You know, I I think I would go crazy. It's it's hard enough having to manage this small amount of hair that I have now. So I like I've said many times, I don't know how you women do it. But um, on the subject of uh, David uh, looking down on people, I I have noticed that he kind of does say things about like women, like what's the deal with all this makeup? Like, but he's kind of discounting the fact that sometimes there are some women who enjoy it. They like getting dolled up and looking good for themselves. And um, on that on that same subject, also, I enjoy dressing up and. I have suits that I don't get to wear 
because I don't go anywhere that would require a suit and I would look kind of silly going to Chipotle or the <laughs> Taco Bell drive through in, you know. Well, you could fancy it up at the Taco Bell Cantina. See, now we're talking, except for it's too goddamn hot over there, so oh. I don't want to be wearing a suit. But, um, yeah, you know, it's like I I don't get the opportunity to do it, so in a way I'm kind of envious of women who get to doll up every day and walk out the door looking good when I just wear beat-up Red Wing boots to work every fucking day. Uh, yeah, so there is that, like, even... I'll wear the same makeup two days in a row and really does not look the same from one day to the next, but I just push it because I think, okay, I need to talk to, you know, we've had some construction going on or a little bit of stuff going on at the house in the morning. So someone has to come over early as soon as I drop off the kids. And so, okay, I'll leave my makeup on from the day before. Okay. I'm presentable. I'll talk to them. But when I look in the mirror, I'm like, gross. No. But other people probably could not even tell tell the difference. But I I mean and my husband will even just be like, "Oh, you look so nice." And I'm like, "How I'll just say thank you." And I look in the mirror like, "Really?" So, I I mean, in some respects, it's a lot of magnifying glass eyes and seeing things that are really not there, but I'd say doll up. Bring a suit. Let's do it. <laughs> you know, I, I wish I could uh, dress up right now, but I feel like with my hair and facial hair, it 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 would be like uh, it would be like uh, polishing a turd. That's a good expression. <laughs> it is lipstick on a pig. I yeah. I feel like the the America that used to be, where people dressed up for every occasion, like even hobos were wearing suits. I I miss that. Like I miss that kind of aesthetic and I kind of wish that we still that we weren't all so comfortable and lazy but but I've fallen right into it because you know it's easy to because it's comfortable. Yeah, I I would always judge people who went out in sweats and whatnot oh, and yeah. I still I still judge people and especially if they're like wearing flip-flops or oh. sandals of some sort flip-flops but flip-flops and sweats I still draw the line. <laughs> but I I do now just wear sweatpants all the time when I'm not like getting ready to go out somewhere. So it I've even I have uh you know loosened up on that. But at, also if we but if we all dressed up all the time for everything like it used to be in like I don't know the 50s or whatever, I think it would lose something for me because part of it is is that getting to dress up and, and like put put on a costume. It's like something you don't do every day. It's like if if I had my favorite meal every single day, I would get pretty tired of it. Okay, this is true, but their every day was a suit. Their dress up was even more. That, that's true. <laughs> it was like tails and gowns, which I'm not all about that. But I mean, there was different. There was different jewelry and makeup, and I kind of wish obviously that i was born at that time so i could really like live that way but i don't know when i was younger i definitely put on jewelry and did all the everything and now it's just like cool i wear a hoodie for five days and on fridays i'll dress up but then i'll be in sweats by the time i get home so i can watch a little zodiac killer (laughs) 
Zodiac. Wait, are you watching a child that is the Zodiac killer? I don't <laughs> understand. Uh, no. The show to catch the Zodiac killer or the Zodiac killer something. I don't know. You haven't seen this on History Channel? I thought it was Ted Cruz. Uh, Ted Cruz? Next subject. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Someone God, out we... there will know what I'm talking about, but um... somebody will. All right, okay. This is just we've talked about this a little bit before, and I want to talk about it some more. And also, on the private ologies page that Ali Ward's podcast page, there was a little talk about it. It was a talk about Allison. Uh, Allie posted that she was on the show talking about it or something. And then people started chiming in and there were some people that said they didn't listen to Allison because of her live reads. And I thought that's very strange to me to not, because every show I listen to has live reads. So that's a weird reason. That being said, of course I'm a fan of Allison, so I'm going to listen, but I feel like her, the live reads, this is what this is my suggestion to her because I know she listens. I think she needs to do some recorded ones. Uh, Leanne mentioned on the alley thing that the Gilmore guys live reads were the best and they were really fun and hilarious. And I can't really remember what they were anymore, but they were just them being silly. But I think if Allison said, Hey, Greg Heller, will you do a couple of recorded live reads with me? Hey, David Huntsberger, will you do a couple Hey, whoever else is funny that people like listening to, like, and it's just played. Even if you listen to My Favorite Murder, they even do recorded ones, just the two of them. And it's actually kind of interesting and funny. But I feel like she has this pressure to fit it in somewhere. And then it just kind of gets like, I don't really listen to it because I kind of like tune it out. And I don't know if you do that or if it's just me, but I don't know if people are not listening because of that but the one person made me think like if this is really a reason why people aren't listening maybe if she did something different something just a little bit different maybe it would change things um i i am part of that ologies group and i rarely check it so i'll have to go back and take a look at that um i've i do tune out her reads but I, I wonder why that is that she feels she has to do them live. Because a lot of podcasts I listen to do it um, pre-recorded. There are a few that also do them live. So I wonder if it would be, actually be better for the show if she didn't do them. Because especially on the Thursday show where it's – or even the Monday actually. Because if you're interrupting an interview to, to do a read, right. um, that would it's be weird. Yeah. yeah, so maybe she should start pre-recording them. It might take a little more effort because, you know, she would have to find a time to then go and record those. But and then all you have to do is just fit it in. every Like, you do it once, yeah, it's kind of like you have to add it to your schedule. But then after that, okay, you just have this button you push or whatever. Jeff just fits it in or whatever. Yeah, it it is like a nominally more difficult thing, but... I, I think it could work if she if she tried it out. But at the same time, it's like the show is free. Like she, right. this is essential. This is her job. Like she's she doesn't have a day job. So 
for them to complain that she does live reads, it's like, well, are you paying for the show on Patreon? Because if not, you right. really can't say shit, you know? And how hard is it to just scrub forward? Or, yeah, just, like, fucking tune out for 30 seconds. like Right, like, how much entertainment do you need in every goddamn second of your life? Well, yeah, but it's... But it's it really baffles me that yeah. someone would be that like, Oh, I can't listen to this. She's talking still like, well, right. like what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> That's what one, you're doing. You're listening that they feel that way. And number two, that they felt like they needed to talk about it and post this. It's like, really? So this was last weekend and I was a little bit buzzed, but I was just like, well, you know, some of the best podcasts have them. Luckily we can just support them and then scrub forward. It's very easy. You know, <laughs> Now that's a Patreon perk, an episode oh. without ads if you Ooh. pay a certain amount. Because we pay enough. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to be buying any Casper mattresses or doing any of the other stuff. And when I do, I will support her, of course. But You know what? She should actually make that available as like a very low-priced option, like $2 or $1. Because then that way the people who are bitching about the ads will be like, well, I'm paying to not get ads, much like Hulu or something. But then at the same time, people like me, I still want to hear the ad, even though I'm not going to buy the thing if it's like, you know, uh, the period underwear or whatever. Oh, so Of course you're going to buy those. Those are your diarrhea underwear. Those are my going to see a concert in front row and I don't want to lose my spot <laughs> underwear. Greg Heller underwear. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know what? I think we should uh, actually mention this to her because it's, I think it's a good idea. I do think that's the one thing that I would help, not help her. I feel like that's whatever, but we are the listeners. She's not. And I know that she's very sensitive to what people say and feel. And that is one thing that I feel like is, um, not a low point. It's just like a... I feel like that's the only part that needs help in the show is just the live reads. I feel like there's something I feel like she's too maybe apprehensive about letting the people like people who are on to join in in the conversation during it. And that could be really funny because she's afraid that the sponsor might be like, no, I don't want that being said during my live read. But like when during Adam Carolla's show, that was the funniest part when David Allen Greer would be like, or whoever, I don't know who would be like ripping the thing a new one, but it was like the funniest part of the show that I wanted to hear. So, and I don't remember the Gilmore guys what they would do with it. They would just make it funny, and it was interesting to listen to. But I think something needs to be done. <laughs> yeah, I know that um, Bill Burr is always talking about losing advertisers because he just kind of riffs and makes jokes about the product uh if it has a, like a bad name or whatever so <laughs> but um, like brooklinen <laughs> which actually now i'm not offended by <laughs> uh no his the one that he really got a lot of shit for was uh nature box <laughs> as you can uh, probably as, imagine you know what's so funny i never heard it that way until you just said it <laughs> <laughs> but oh, um funny. Yeah, I know that, like, the advertisers, some of them can be very specific about what they want you to say. And so it, it is risky to get someone involved um, if the advertiser is kind of a conservative company or something. They don't want to hear the F word or whatever. So, And and isn't that what, one of the reasons why Corolla started doing, like, a, 
a clean show every week or something because oh, he God, wanted bigger I advertisers. I forgot about that. Fuck yeah, him. So. Fuck him. Yeah. All right. Well, I feel like I can bring it up. The reason why I thought about this is because of the per- the one person on Facebook saying that, I thought that's something that Allison would want to hear. Because that's... She honestly is not happy about the 99% that everyone's like, that's fine. It's the 1% that she's like, this negative part, I need to fix it. And it's not a huge thing, but I feel like if she heard that, she might be like, okay, I want to do something different. Like, what can I do? And this also goes back to the Monday episode where she was saying her audience decides things for her, which on Patreon, it was super cool that she was just like, hey, what, uh, you know, her podcast with, what's his name? Oh, Greg her podcast with, yeah, her podcast with Greg Fitzsimmons, Childish, she had, you know, the different logos that I ideas and she threw them out there for us all to talk about. And of course, I didn't realize what she was doing. So I posted a bunch of comments and I'm like, oh, well, that's just going to have to stay there. That's fine. But it's cool that she takes our opinion to heart and it matters to her. And I think this is something that would matter to her. I would agree. Yeah. And she also did the same thing with the book cover uh, that is coming out soon. Um, And so I don't actually remember what the cover is or which ones we were all leaning towards, but I think at, at times it can be uh, kind of a, a hindrance to ask so many people their opinions because we are all different and like different things. So it could just confuse things. Well, I liked the mint green one. It was just like you said, it was funny because like I went on the one where I'm like, Oh, I like that mint green one. I went on there and there were three other three choices altogether. And Megan was like, I like this one and that one. And it wasn't the mint green. one. I'm like, yeah. So you're just going to have to go with what you want. (laughs) Yeah. Basically on the same lines as her book. She's going to have a book signing and her book is coming out, I think, in the next couple of weeks, isn't it? Uh, pre-order, I believe, is March 10th, but the book doesn't come out until April. Okay, so you've already booked your flight out here for March. Now you're going to have to come back out again for her book signing or are you going to miss that? Uh, I think I'm going to have to miss that. <gasps> uh, it's not the most important. Oh, uh, sorry. <gasps> April 10th is when the book comes out. Pre-order, I think, is like March 21st or something like that. I, I, I could be wrong. Check those dates again. But no, the book signing I'm going to have to miss. I wish you would do other events around the country because that would be more of an incentive for me to go. But, like, I mean, I see Allison all the time now, it seems like. so. It does seem like we see her all the time. And, God, that would be so cool if she went to Colorado and I can have a trip to Colorado and hang out there that'd be so much fun yeah i mean or you could just come for no reason that would be cool too (laughs) all right megan did you hear that we're gonna have to take a trip actually megan is coming in Uh, june because we're gonna go see hyam oh hyam is that how you say it yes so allison's uh book signing is gonna be a a bookstore that i don't know if you remember but when you came to la for the mana korean barbecue and I think it was around the same time we went to, yeah. Okay, afterwards, Joanna, you and I went to that bar, and it was Coles. Do you remember that? 
I remember we went to a bar, yes. Okay. So the bar we went to, it was like this cool, like down underground type of place, speakeasy type of place. And where we parked was by some bookstore. And I was just like, what is this place? This looks like heaven. And that's the bookstore that she's going to be at. And the place that we went to is called Cole's, which I went to a few however many months later with Brittany and had lunch there. And it was like this amazing place. Anyway, it's like the original French dip place, apparently. Anyhow. Uh, I don't remember that bookstore, but I do remember that when we went there, you had your big ass knife on the table. (laughs) And then the whole walk back to the car, I'm sure you had it ready to just gut somebody if they looked at you wrong. Oh, I did. I honestly have felt very naked without it. And we have like a spare one in the house. And I don't feel... Especially with watching this whole Zodiac Killer show, I'm like, ugh. There's a lot of construction going on in the neighborhood, and that's how the Hillside Strangler, is that the name? I don't know. One of those guys, he was a construction worker, and so he got the lay of the land. He's like, this broad's home alone today and a lot of days, so I'm going to go hit her up. Anyway, I've been having weird dreams about that, too. All right. So, they talked about how they pay their bills. I pay my bills exactly the same way that David Huntsberger does. I write the dates that I want to mail it on the envelope and put them in order of dates. And they were talking about, Oh, do you know people that have that pay their bills as soon as they come in? Oh, they're so organized. I'm like, no, that's fucking rich. I I pay my bills. So I have money in the bank. (laughs) Like I have to make it in order so that I don't get overdrawn. It's not about that, but how do you pay your bills? Everything automatic? No, I I had the same exact thought. I was they were like, "Do people pay their bills as soon as they get them?" I was like, "Yeah, rich people." Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> Must I, be nice. Yeah, I fucking. I'm so terrible with bills because my life would be so much easier if I just set everything to auto pay and actually last month i was a fucking day late on a goddamn credit card payment because my stupid ass didn't fucking set it to automatically do it and the only reason i was reminded to pay that bill was because i was listening to allison and daniel talk about bills somewhere (laughs) so uh, oh, oh, I think they were the talking lo- about the buying set. the house and how it affected his credit because he had oh, one late payment. That one thing, and I was yes. like, oh shit, what day's today? And I was like, the 29th. I was like, fuck. But uh, what can you do? It's not like I'm buying anything anyway. Um, so, <laughs> Except no, for I tickets d- out to California. That's true. Um, no, I don't. Um, I don't. I'm just completely unorganized with anything that has to do with being an adult. So, yeah, I don't know. I used to do everything auto pay, but it always would bite me in the ass because, like we said, we're not rich. So I like to be in more control of what's going on. But there's been a lot less uh, envelopes that go out because I don't write checks as much because that's that is super old lady. And I know Brittany, and I know Heather. You're not you're not listening, but if you were, you think that I have a you think I bring my checkbook with me, but I don't. I'm not that old. <laughs> But I feel like I wish I could be a person that would pay my bill right when it like if it came and I could just pay it. Can you imagine that freedom? It's not about organization. It is about money. It is for me at least, yeah. I think it's a majority of people. I mean, we all live paycheck to paycheck, let's be real. And they're talking about mail holders and 
male organizers and Colonel Jeff was talking about this dachshund shaped one and I'm like oh my god <laughs> because I have all of these things like I have like the little vintage letter organizer and I have my, mine is not mine's not a dachshund it's a poodle but they talk about these things and I'm just like these things are in my daily life this is a normal thing for me and it's like a weird carnival experience for them <laughs> Your your life old, is lady. your home is like a museum though. <laughs> My home is like the thrift store that Jeff frequents apparently. <laughs> oh god. Okay. Anything more on Thursday before we talk about JMOs? Uh no. Okay. Uh definitely support Allison. Go to AllisonRosen.com and support her anyway. Patreon is fun. All of her sponsors get on board with those and also she has on ebay she has an auction that you can bid on and get a phone call from her and a signed book from her so that ends on march 3rd at 11 p.m so i suggest bidding on on that to make her feel better about herself now to get a phone call from her. I really want to do this just to like chat with her, but I do feel like we chat with her a lot. In fact, even just with this whole weekend that we're doing, I just messaged her today about some stuff. Cause I'm like, I'm trying to get some ideas about whatever. So she and I are talking today and I feel like, I mean, a phone call would be cool. Cause it wouldn't be like, I'm just pandering to her. It'd be like, Hey, let's, you want to talk to me about my career, which obviously is going nowhere, and my life, which is going nowhere. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Are you going to bid on this thing, Rafi? You bid on her last eBay auction. Yeah, I I don't think I will, mostly because the starting bid started at 69 and I was just like, <laughs> leave it there. Well, I I am excited to hear who gets it. I don't know if it's going to be public, but I don't know. I've been wa- it's on my watching page, so I am curious. It would be cool. You know how you were going to be on her sh- you got to bid on being on her show on a Thursday show. It was supposed to be a call-in, wasn't it? It was. Uh, I was purposely not mentioning that because, I mean, I'm sure everyone knows by oh, now. But I forgot if, about that until just now. If you bid on this thinking that you're going to be on the show, you might be let down. So don't do it thinking that, like, oh, I won this, so she'll invite me to her house now. Um, my situation was a little different, but I still think that it's a good opportunity for a fan to be a part of the show and get to talk to Allison. For sure. I'm just saying if I won it, that I would be able to go to her house and talk to her because that's normal, right? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> what did I just get my pubes <laughs> again? All right, I have high hopes. Maybe I could ask her out to like lunch or something. She'd probably go for that. I'm really getting ahead of myself. All right, let's talk about JMO. Did you pick a JMO? Uh, I did. Do you want to go first? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I the JMO that I picked was from John Schember, uh, a frequent JMO uh, submitter. I 100% thought Wes Anderson and Paul Thomas Anderson were brothers, just me or everyone. I don't 
give a shit about either of these people other than <laughs> Paul Thomas Anderson directing uh, some videos recently for Hyam, the aforementioned uh, group Hyam that I love so much. Um, the reason I wanted to talk about this was because of the conversation that it led to, which right now I am forgetting. Um, but it was a long chat. Do you remember <laughs> what it was no, about? No, damn it, because I have uh, some conversations from some other ones. Um... So then they started uh, talking about some voiceover guy's voice. One of their dads was like a the voice of some ABC or CBS or something. I forget. And they started talking about how uh, in Japanese the men talk very low and the women talk very high. <laughs> and uh, recently I started doing Duolingo again for French because I may be going to France in June. So Are we? <laughs> so uh, one thing I have noticed is that because I do mimic people's voices sometimes that I was doing something similar to what they were talking about. The guy who learned Japanese from his girlfriend is like, if if the voice on Duolingo is a lady, I say it like her. And if it's a guy, I'm saying it like him. Oh, so interesting. I need to learn the pronunciation the way I would do it, uh, not so much how the computer is doing it. So um, I thought that was funny. With workbooks, I think. With who? Workbooks. Oh, Yeah. Um, I do have some books that I have to dig out of wherever they are, but I do have like some French books. Um, and also they started talking, they said how, I should say David said uh, that that's also how Spanish is, which I would actually disagree. I do think that there is like a bassy male voice, but I, I don't think that most of Spanish is the deep accent. I think he's wrong about that, but... Uh, I just thought it was funny because I'm trying to learn some language and it was really uh, hitting close to home for me. That's very interesting on a couple of levels. First of all, I started, I've learned, I'm sorry, I'm just, I've taken French for so many, I took French for so many years and there was never, I never heard of this, that there was a different way of a woman speaking and a man speaking as far as dialect because that's not really the same for english i don't think but I, maybe i'm wrong but um i mean if you learn i, I don't know this whole thing just kind of like blows my mind that that you could be learning a whole language and kind of they're gonna be laughing at you that you sound like a woman <laughs> like i don't even understand that that's weird uh the other thing is i want to know why you're going to france this is awesome i'm so excited Oh, um, my, my friend, he, I was just asking him like, oh, wh wh when are you taking your vacation this year? And he said, uh, end of June. And I was like, are you going anywhere? He's like, no, not really. And I was like, oh, you should do, uh, you should just fucking pick a Formula One race and go to it. And he's like, oh, what races during this week? And I looked it up and it was in France. And then he's like, I would go to France. Would you go? And I was like, Pfft. Motherfucker, I've been trying to go to France for, like, the last <laughs> 10, 14 years or something. So I was like, yeah, I'd fucking go. And then we just kind of decided like that. Like, I guess That's we're going huge. to France. That's really huge. 
I'm so jealous. That's amazing. Uh, now I just have to, you know, work overtime and nonstop until then <laughs> to have enough money to pay for this trip. Because as we've mentioned before, we're poor and uh, I don't pay my bills on time. <laughs> you just need Phil Rosenthal to tell you how to go to France, apparently, on the cheap. Yeah, and it's it's um it's in the south of France, so oh, we would we would be going to Paris first, and then to London, and then eventually heading down to the race. So I'm excited. That's amazing! Wow. Okay. Well, if you need any uh, French pointers, you, you, you know, know who to talk to. <laughs> I'm like just getting back into Duolingo and it's funny how much shit I've forgotten because it's been years since I've been, uh, you know, like seriously trying to learn French. So I have a long way to go, but I feel like if I can uh, scrounge up the money, uh, the, the language is secondary. You know, we have iPhones now. I'll just type some shit out. Plus they speak English. <laughs> or you know what? Let's try something right now. Hey Siri, how do I say... Where is the library in French? Où est la bibliothèque? Where is the library is? Où est la bibliothèque? Où est la bibliothèque? <laughs> See, I'm going to start saying it like Siri. and then I know, because she said like, oui, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I, I know a lot of French. I just don't know how to speak it or understand it as much. But my kids are always like, what's this in French? And I'm like, it's this. They're like, okay, cool. What does this say? What does this mean? <clears throat> but it's just stuck with me. I think I just have like such a love of it and such a fascination with it. But I would love to have to be immersed into it to like re kind of be conversational. That would be really cool. Yeah. And because uh, because I speak Spanish, a lot of the words are very similar. Yes. So but then sometimes they're completely fucking different. So it's it's funny in that way. But so I can read it a lot like without even knowing what it says. Like I can read French a lot better than uh, hearing it because hearing it is like it's kind of tough. It's pretty quick and it's a lot of like. It kind of sounds like that video they were watching of how English sounds. It it kind of it's like everything sounds like it's like slurring together. So I've got a long way to go in that department. Also, I feel like that did just sound like a porn. I don't know what they were watching. But, <laughs> but yeah, Spanish and French is so similar that sometimes now if I try and say French, it'll come out French and Spanish. I'm like, okay, this is not working. <laughs> um. All right, the JMO that I picked. I actually kind of picked two, but they're both from Bruce by Don. Uh, he talked about the word segue, and he didn't. I forgot what. Damn it! I forgot what the whole JMO was that he forgot. He didn't know how it was pronounced, or it was. Yeah, I I remember he said something like um, the first time he he read it, he thought it was pronounced like league, so it'd be Sieg. Yes. So for me, it's kind of the opposite of, of what he was saying as far, as far as there are so many words that I've heard in my whole life and never known how to spell until because now everybody texts everything. So now I think, oh, my gosh, I've never had to text or type out the word segue before. So now I need to look it up and I look at it I'm like, oh, my God, I had no idea. So it's kind of the opposite. As far as I don't think I've ever read the word segue. Oh, there is there have been some words. Um, 
I just learned like this year a rye. Okay, so every book I feel like everything is a rye, and I look at it and I'm like, what's Ari? So I just like always think it's Ari. <laughs> and someone said a rye once, I'm like that must be what that word is. It just never dawned on me to maybe look it up, but. Then they start talking about what is your best, worst, mispronounced word where you're so sure that it's this one way and then it comes on another. And I could not think of one. Do you have one? I have one from a neighbor just recently. Actually, it's been an ongoing thing that he doesn't want to change apparently, but just over the weekend he did it. And I was just like, really still? But do you have one? Um, I don't have one that I can think of. I know for sure I've mispronounced a bunch of shit, but... Um, the one that always comes to mind is there was a club called Rendezvous, um, <laughs> and my friend, my friends and I were driving by it, and my my friend goes, "What is Rendez Vaus?" <laughs> and I looked at him like, "What?" But I think I'm lucky that I. I think I'm somewhat smart. I'm smart, not like everybody says. Um, and. <laughs> fuck fredo uh and when i when i hear things i can kind of tell how they're spelled or if i see something spelled i kind of know how it's pronounced so it's pretty rare but i know for a fact there are a ton of words i just can't think of any i i'm the same way i feel like i if i'm not sure about something i'm not gonna say it and i don't mispronounce things but if someone was to call me out i would be like oh shit that sucks but our neighbor he pronounces genre as genre and he, and he's one of these people he works for Boeing he's very meticulous about everything like he is just like he, his house everything is spick and span like everything has to be in the right place everything is like exactly perfect and he says genre like what are you saying so we give him shit for this and he just Actually, his wife said it the, over the weekend, too. And we were like, really? Will you both say genre? That's not a word. But I mentioned this to my husband that I was going to bring this up. And I said, I can't think of something that I've mispronounced. And he started laughing. And I thought it was because of something I did. And he's like, no. When I was a teenager, I thought it was really cool. And so I was hanging out with like some cool people. And we were all hanging out and having, you know, just whatever. And... I said, suedo and intellectual. <laughs> and he said that this like one girl that was hanging out that, you know, everyone's trying to maybe impress or like hey, whatever was like, okay, so the next 10 minutes we're just going to make fun of Mike saying suedo intellectual <laughs> instead of pseudo. He's like, not only did I mispronounce word, but intellectual was the second part. <laughs> Suedo was the first part. He's like, she just, it was like a whole rant about like how stupid I was. (laughs) Suedo. I was like, first of all, isn't there a P in that word? How did you mispronounce that? Uh, Yeah. Um, I just actually thought of a word that I used to mispronounce. It's not the, it's not a great example and it's pretty minor, but uh, going back to last week. Uh, the group Daft Punk, I used to call them Doft Punk because I had always heard British people say the word Doft to mean stupid, you know, like a dumb person. Oh. So I was like, I was always calling them Doft Punk and 
now I say it apparently in the American way, daft. Daft. See, that's like Nevada, Nevada, where I think Nevada sounds so crappy and American, but apparently that's the correct way. So I do say that incorrectly. What's the correct way? Nevada. Nevada? Yeah, that's how we say it, but unless I'm saying it in Spanish. I say Nevada. Hmm. Yeah. But apparently, according to David Huntsberger, it's Nevada. So I've... I've fought against this for a long time, but it's not because, but with Nevada, Nevada, it's like, there's not an exact, maybe, it's not like Suedo. (laughs) It's clearly not (laughs) Suedo, but apparently it's Nevada. So I have to say it like a valley girl, like Nevada (laughs) now. Okay. Really quick. My other jam was also from Bruised by Don because I wanted to talk about Don's teabag. Uh, he uses his tea bag twice. I don't, uh, but it, this led to all of this honeybee talk, which number one, I gave my shout out to my honeybees. <laughs> I gave a shout out to my beehive last week. And there was a lot of funny conversations on Twitter regarding the beehive, starting with Megan, because she thought it was funny. Jay thought it was something sexual. It's just you, Jay. And... I believe it was Jen that said that that I have my beehive, like Beyonce, which I think is very funny. That and then I think even Suzanne was like, oh, "I thought you were just talking about us as Allison people," and I thought that was really funny. And then they go and talk about bees and beehives, and I'm just like dying to listening because they were just. It was my wheelhouse. It was everything. It was like Allison talking about I don't like honey, which I'm like that's insane, <laughs> and then it was. <laughs> Allie talking about apiologists and that she finally had her or an apiologist on the show and I can't wait to listen to that and then they were talking about how bees live and how they work and I was just like I was in heaven so I'm sure you were too <laughs> um yeah actually last week when you said uh your beehive I also had the same idea I I knew you meant your actual bees but because of the beehive um Beyonce's <laughs> fans that is uh i also thought it, w- it was funny to say your beehive but um yeah this episode was very you centric it really was even last week i didn't mention because they were talking about wearing brooches and candy dishes and i was like okay because alex said i mean they exist but where do you get them i'm like how about in my kitchen or in my shed <laughs> or on my sweater <laughs> because this is the life that i live and then this week they're talking about beehives and mail holders and whatever. And I'm just like, oh, it was all even. Okay. Anyways, I'm getting very excited. I was very excited. <laughs> also, another thing I was thinking uh, when this came up is, is there anything that Don doesn't brew? He's right. making, he's making tea. He's making beer. Uh, what else can you brew he told me he has not tried wine yet which you obviously can't brew that but we talked about making mead out of honey so i wonder if he's done that i don't think he has yet but i did tell him i will be getting 10 percent of the bees honey soon which i do feel bad because it is their food so i don't know if i want to take it i just like that they're in my yard and that they're taking care of our plants and pollinating everything and everything's magical 
also there are a lot of dead bees david huntsberger was mentioning there's dead bees everywhere he may be close to a beehive because apparently their lifespan is only a couple of days and there's thousands of bees in there so we have dead bees everywhere it's just a normal occurrence now i was very alarmed at first but not so much more but i do tell the kids shoes outside please okay so on the subject of dead insects and whatnot so every morning you have like slugs and snails and shit (laughs) all over your uh front walk thing but you go out of your way to murder these innocent creatures, Correct. but you have such a soft spot for these bees. What's going on here? Are you some kind of supervillain that is actually made of bees? <laughs> well, maybe. Maybes. <laughs> uh, that was dumb. Uh, here's the thing. Bees do something for us, uh, not just for us, me personally and my family, but for humanity. Snails are piles of shit. <laughs> they are like Wal- they're like Walmart people. They they give nothing to society. They're basically the vagrants of our community. So bees do a lot. They are actually keeping us alive. And snails are not. They're actually eating our food, and they're disgusting. <laughs> on top of it. Wow, you hate vagrants. Hmm. Uh, well, interesting. Joanna, you understand where I'm standing at this moment because it's a problem at this point. Uh, I think even they were talking about the homeless situation in L.A. has gotten worse, which is hard to imagine. But it's gotten very crazy here in the city of Orange. It's it's something. So there's a lot of issues going on. But, yeah, we're dealing with that. There are no bees. I'll tell you that. They're snails. They're worse than that. They actually like cockroaches. But anyway. <laughs> oh, my God. If we found out that cockroaches actually pollinated something i would have to really eat my words because i fucking hate them (laughs) (laughs) but bees they keep us alive they they do they're keeping us yes save the bees you want to talk more about bees (laughs) (laughs) i think i'm good you know when toby was here i'm like you want to see my beehive (laughs) (laughs) all right uh this is a good place to end it i i think that the Fireworks of Disneyland are closing us out. I think that's a perfect way to end it. I don't know if anyone listening can hear that or if it's just Rafi's great ears thinking I'm rubbing the microphone like a fucking maniac. (laughs) (laughs) By the way. Uh, But if you would like to be on the show, email bfancast at gmail.com. In the next few weeks, we'll start having more guests on. I'm trying to get used to my equipment. (laughs) And everything else. So we'll start sending out the word to have some other people on besides just us turds. Uh, follow the show on Twitter at BF Fancast. Follow me at GMOs and BFFs. Where can we find you, Rafi? You can follow me on Twitter and Vero at RMC Guitars. Allison signed up for Vero and... I don't think it's worth uh, posting anything on there yet, but hopefully in the future it becomes... A little more usable. It's very yeah. glitchy right now, but um, yeah, follow me on Vero. I I'm don't know so why. So not interested in a new thing. Fuck. I I know. To my beehive, I love you. Thank you and good night. To my beehive, who the fuck am I? Up from the thirty six chambers. chambers. <laughs> it's the goose. <laughs>
Wu-Tang. 